keep pounding at the thing you want, you're inevitably going to get there because why? We're only human beings. That means everybody in a position of control or a position of power is a person that can get inspired by you. You got to remember that. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chemical X Podcast. It's your girl, Veronica. And your other girl, Alessia. And as usual, guys, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment down below, and leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts. So, Alessia. Veronica. Today, we are joined by a very special, um, long time coming guest. Yes, we worked on this one for a while. <laughs> so, uh, everyone who's not in the room, which is no one, uh, put your hands together for singer, songwriter, producer, artist, Carl Wolf. <laughs> I was excited, man. I was driving here all the way from Toronto. Like, come on, chemical podcast. <laughs> Were you listening to our voices the whole time? I, honestly, like, I did some research too. Yo, you guys are crazy. You guys are doing so well. I'm so proud of thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we're proud of you as well. Thank you. Um, we know each other for a long time, actually. Yeah. We met in a basement. And no, he didn't murder me. It was a club. <laughs> <laughs> it was a club. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was a while back. Eight years ago, you said? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would say about eight years ago that we know each other. Yeah, yeah and, and we would uh, be seeing him a little bit. Like, we were in Toronto. He sent us over shots. We're like, okay, oh, when yeah. is he going to come on our podcast? Yeah, <laughs> it is. So this was the right time. And uh, I love what you guys are talking about, so I want to chime in. We'll get to the relationships <laughs> We'll get to the bit, saucy, but... hot stuff. But yeah, at the yeah. end. So guys, don't forget to listen to the end yeah. if you want to hear his... Uh, you know, interesting takes on uh, men. But uh, first of all, let's just address the elephant in the room. You're obviously a quite successful artist and you are actually planning a world tour right now. Is yeah. that so? Yeah, very excited, man. My uh, tour is called DIY, Do It Yourself. It's a new single. And uh, actually, it's the 15 year, I can't believe it, 15th year anniversary of Africa. Okay. When it first came out in December 2007. If so, you guys don't know that song, you are living under a rock. So let's talk a little bit about um, where you're from. I was born in Beirut, Lebanon. Left when I was three years old because of the Civil War. Um, went to Dubai, graduated high school in Dubai. Okay. Um, when I was younger, I was like 16 when I did that. And then I came to Canada, to Montreal to study. Went to Dawson. Um, oh, really? Concordia University, studied film, Bachelor of Fine Arts and uh, film studies. Uh, I also did a minor in childhood psychology. So that was really, really interesting. And then uh, became a singer, songwriter, producer and video editor. That's crazy that you were. I didn't know that you're into all those things. So like at what point were you like, OK, wait, I have a talent. Yeah. Wow. So my my parents are both musicians. My mom was a piano teacher when growing up. And, That'll uh, help. There's a, yeah, <laughs> there, it does help big time. And uh, while I was studying, doing my homework, my mom would teach piano. And there's a thing called ear training. And that's that's part of the curriculum when you're when you're learning how to play piano. And I would ear train by default, just by being in the other room. I would kind of hear it. So I'm perfect pitch just because I heard the notes so many times in my life. Wow. Um, and then my mom sat me down for like three. So I did great till grade three of piano. Um, just to let you know, if you reach grade eight, you're a teacher. So I, I reached grade three and I was like, mom, I just uh, trust me. Watch this. I just wanted to play by ear. And uh, my mom's been impressed ever since. She's my biggest fan. And yeah. Shout out what? to the mom. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mom, Question real quick. Because um, I know that some people say that being an artist or being a good singer is something that can be practiced on. Do you believe it's something yeah. you have to be talented with? Or do you think you can kind of just learn it? I think it's a bit of both. I think you have to have some talent within. Because 
the, the you know with my ex-girlfriend the way I was dealing with stuff she she was she loved singing and I would tell her and she would sing to me and I'd be like okay you you're see like, where you you're shit, going babe. no, no, no. <laughs> you're terrible you suck um no it's just she was you could always see that there's always a bit of a hidden talent everyone kind of right. could hum but the problem is a lot of people are lazy so if you the thing with singing is you can't be lazy it's very nuanced so okay. every riff when you have a riff it's because I'm very nuanced to every note and a lot of people just sing along like let's say the Backstreet Boys you know I want it that way like they just lazy out I want it that way like there's so many nuances to singing well right so it's something like that so you got to be not lazy to sing well something but like but you kind of have to have a little hidden talent in there. Basically. I, th I think so, but it's in the mind. It comes from the mind. But just like tennis, I guess, you have to, it's in the mind and it's got to translate to your arm. Right. You know, yeah. Coordination, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. There's parts of it. But as a kid, were you always like interested in singing? Did you kind of see yourself going down like, the road? Like, was there a moment a where you were like, this is it? You know what? I, <laughs> I was a 14 year old DJ. So oh, yeah. in school in Dubai, I would DJ um, like adult parties. Not adult parties. <laughs> Stop. <Okay. laughs> like parents' parties. Okay. So they would hire me. I was always a businessman slash music guy. So I always understood. I've got left brain, right brain thinking. I'm, I'm like, okay, how can I make money from something that's wanted and needed? Right. Um, so I would go into these parties and they would hire me. Like the, the older people would hire me to DJ those parties. I'd be like, okay, no problem. I do deals with a wife. I'd be like, well, it's $500 for it. She's like, we're not going to pay a 14-year-old 500 bucks. So we'll pay you $100 for it. I'm like, 500 And I would stick to my guns like a real good businessman. And I got the 500 So I would actually, but I would work my ass off. Get the taxi cab. I would get the speakers, rent the speakers, get the DJ equipment, travel all the way an hour to Dubai. I was in Sharjah. Your so parents like, are going, who the is fuck? he? Who is he? I would bring $500 back home like this and put them cash on my bed, 14-year-old. And my parents would be like, this guy is going to be something one day. Like, what? Well, are you yeah. doing drugs? Like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, it's either he's going to be something or he's going to be uh, in jail. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> they thought it was drugs. They're like, man, what are you doing? You're bringing in more money than us? Like, I don't know. Anyway, so that's kind of how I started into to DJing and stuff like that. Um, and then what I would do is for high school parties, when I would DJ later on, and like when I got 16, you know, just high school, um, I would use the headphone as a mic, so I take the headphones mic out and I put it in the mic uh, input, and then I would sing voice to men stuff like, "Although we've come to the end of the road," things like that, and then people would go like, "Oh my God, sing again, sing again!" And that's when I knew, right? I had a vibe. Like when all the jocks were there, the second that I would be on the piano and sing, it would kind of like everybody would be like, "Okay, all the girls are flocking to Carl." There's something right. about, and then I kind of figured that out. I'm like. There's something there. Let's monetize it. I get that. Nice. Though being a girl and like you're talking to someone who's a good singer, like I could see the initial like, pick me. That, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a vibe on that because I think it's a, a couple of things. Now we're going into, you know, human behavior and what <laughs> I've studied this stuff. At the end of the day, it's who's got the attention. Women love a guy with with all eyes on him. I don't know what that is. Mm, it's power. That's true. It's success. It means a lot of things, you know, and uh, that I guess that was the power behind that. That's true. I totally agree with that. I think women do like, whether it's because he has the chase. money, whether it's because right. he has the success, right. it's that like, that attention. He's wanted. He's there's, wanted, there's, desired. There's, for some reason, Who's desired. gonna be the girl who's gonna get Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It means eyes are on her too, right? Right. But do you think that exists also for women or no? I don't think so. Uh, from a man's perspective, maybe, 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 fine. 
but I know for me, I, I, I seek uh, someone who's thoughtful, loving, caring, hot as well. But it's not to show off that. Mm-hmm. It's more to just obviously enjoy it. <laughs> In private. <laughs> but again, I'm not everybody. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, we'll get into obviously where you are in life i mean everybody has a different story but yeah. it's interesting to get everybody's point of view yeah. um so okay so now you're a teenager yeah. you're kind of developing your talent you're seeing that clearly i think i mean it's clear that you're obviously a businessman before almost you're an artist <laughs> like you see an opportunity no one caught that no it's one caught that it's interesting because i feel like his era wasn't really that i yeah. feel mm-hmm. like like By the way, now I'm not that old just FYI, no no just, no but i feel like now but don't google me <laughs> a lot of people think that way yeah. but it's interesting because i feel like back then yeah. not everyone yeah. thought like that yeah. mm-hmm. you're yeah. right like not everyone saw um i guess performance arts or like right. music or Correct. artistry as a really big business opportunity right i feel like it was more the mindset of like you're never going to make it Correct. like you're going to be broke forever if you're going in that area. So I think it's interesting that for you, you were like, I'm going to monetize on this and I'm going to yeah. make money out of this. I always had that feeling like even in college. So let's fast forward a little bit to university here. And I went to film studies. Right. So I was in Concordia at the like the arts building going into, you know, watching black and white Jean-Luc Godard, like old school movies and just being bored out of my freaking skull and asking myself, you know, and listening to the teacher for a second, you know, and I'm like, is this what I want to be? He's wearing Birkenstocks. He's got <laughs> like, you know, he just smells bad. He's got BO. Like, this is who I'm listening to. I knew that it was actually that moment. I remember that movie. It was Jean-Luc Godard was the, was the director. It's mm-hmm. a black and white film from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you just have to watch as a, as a film major, you know? And I was like, listening to this guy speak. I was like, man, this is, this can't be my life. I walked out of that class and sort of never looked back. I did graduate, but I, I just, I knew that I didn't want to do the, whatever I was studying. I was like, right. I got to chase my dreams, right. you know, because I do not want to end up this way. I right. want to, you know, so you, you study and then you go teach people or whatever. I, I knew I had to dig into something, a dream of mine that was bigger, you know, and, and I did early on in my life. And mm-hmm. I think that's what really gave me the edge. And today... I am the breadwinner of the entire family. Like my parents have relied on me. Uh, they've retired and they've relied on me for the past 15 years. Nobody knows that, but that's something that's, that's yeah, I could be balling more than I am, but I took care of my family. It's amazing because I feel like sometimes we think that automatically if you're an artist and you made it, you still kind of came from a rich family. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes yeah. people have those assumptions of you. Sure. So it's interesting to hear, you know, you be the breadwinner for your whole yeah. family. That's yeah. amazing. I think... Yeah. When you make it big, that's like everyone's dream, or at yeah. least ours. <laughs> you want I mean, to take care of your family, your mom, yeah. your dad. You yeah. want to make sure that they're safe and, and comfortable, and they don't, you know, they can always rely on you. That's always what I said, you know, because it's so hard. I've got a younger brother too, and I always, you know, I'm like, man, I wish I could jump as a spirit into their body and and f- fix, you know, any right, issues right, they right. have, anxieties, things, you know, money, everything, and I can't, right? So what yeah. I and even when I advise them, you know, or my younger brother or whatever. I feel like he, I don't like talking to him, but it gets me emotional because it's my younger brother. It means mm-hmm. a lot to me. But ultimately, I just decided to win, kill it, and then be able to take care of anybody I want to. And that's right. kind of my motivation behind a lot of it. Amazing. And what I find interesting is that like, you know, when people think about 
making enough money to sustain somebody or like to take care of the people around you, the safest bet is not to follow your dreams in a certain way. Like I feel like most people, if that's their priority, they might choose something that's a little more like, I'm going to go become a lawyer. I'm going to go become a doctor something like that. But you did take the risk and obviously it paid off. So I think that's really interesting Mm. that you were willing to take that jump. And was there anything in particular that kind of pushed you to do Mm. it? Because it is a risk at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. following your dreams yeah. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Good point. You know? I just, I, f- I fell in love with what I did and I knew, I just had that feeling. I don't know where it comes from. It, it might be that confidence that you guys mm-hmm. even feel for creating this. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, you know, some people never follow their dreams. But when you follow it up, I realized, look, since I was a kid, I never wanted, I was never number one at anything. I was always kind of like number two, except when I was five years old, I remember this very clearly, and that changed my life a lot. I was five and I played tennis. I used to be, I played junior, uh, not pro, but just competitive. And I won my first medal. And I remember it was my first trophy. I won the whole tournament and I was five years old and I beat kids who were six. Mm -hmm. And that moment reminded me that I can win. Because you always think that, no, life has, everyone says that about themselves, right? Life is Mm -hmm. always against them because life is. Life is fucking tough. It's not easy. Everybody's going through struggles. But all we need sometimes is one moment to know that, oh my God, I can actually win. Carl, the guy came from from Sharjah, not even Dubai, which is 10 minutes away from Dubai, and and came to Canada, can actually become a Juno nominee and can Mm -hmm. actually become a six-time, you know, whatever, MTV Europe Award winner. You know, it's crazy. But when it happens, that's when you know. And that's, it took me time to get there, again, to remember that. Mm -hmm. But every time I thought about that five-year-old kid, it it, it worked for me. I remembered, man, Carl, whatever you want to do, you're, I don't know, I, I hate to say that I am blessed and I'm lucky, but you also Maybe worked I fucking am lucky. hard. But right? every time I say lucky, people say, "But you, but luck is what opportunity meets uh, meets preparation." Preparation, yeah. So fair, but <clears throat> I feel like I'm. I blessed. do believe like people can be lucky, but yeah. I also believe nobody just gives you anything <clears throat> unless you fucking work for it. So. And I also think right. it's about the energy you give out. Yeah. I think like at the end of the day shitty people like maybe they're winning right now but in the long run they won't and i do believe like people with a good heart people who like have their goals in mind and people who are always looking for out for those around them will always win always no matter what maybe it won't be right away but it's always gonna happen and i think like the same goes for the other way you know that brings up a good point because networking is very important as well. And when networking, you know, a lot of people think these days, you know, network, I'll go to the networking event and just kind of like talk to different people. Friends, it's all about friends because friends help friends. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. So I was opening up for InSync. Remember InSync? Of course. Um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be May. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this was a long Just time for ago. for all the youngsters listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure they'll know that one. Do your history. Do your, do your Google shit, whatever you do, okay? Siri. Um, so I was opening up for them in Miami, South Beach. And it was, they invited me. It was Johnny Wright who manages um, Britney, well, at the time. Britney and InSync and all that crew, Right. So I was backstage and it was it was literally on the beach. And I remember this moment. JC Chazé was there, right? And I was just I was a new guy in the music industry. They invited me to perform. It wasn't it was like opening up one song. It was just my song Butterflies, which mm-hmm. is kind of an Arabic kind of feel song which blew up in the Middle East and stuff. They were like, "Okay, let's give it a shot. It's really cool, whatever. You can open up for us." I opened up for them with one song. But backstage, I I was such a hustler, man. I was like, so I went up to JC Chazé. I was like, 
yo, bro. so we were talking. He's like, man, tell me about you, man. Like, you know, he was starting to, you know, understand where, you know, I'm like from Canada, da, da, da. Um, but from Dubai originally and da, da, da. I was just giving him the whole story. And I'm like, um, I would love to work with you. You know, I, I produce as well. You know, young Carl, you, you know, just yeah. trying to hustle, you know, <laughs> trying to shoot my shot, you know. <laughs> and then he shot me down so hard. He was like, nah, man, you know what, Carl, it's cool, but like, I can't wait to see your stuff, but we only work with friends. You know, I only work with, I've got my team, my friends, you know, that I work with. And that was the moment I knew that it was just like, just you, you work with your friends, you know, people want to work with who they like. And mm-hmm. that's kind of, he told me that. And at that moment, it was like a game changer for me as well. So there's many moments in my career, which I had sort of like invisible mentors, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of steered you me. in the right yeah, direction. Kind of, without yeah. doing it on purpose, but just me kind of picking it up and being like, oh, interesting. Okay. Like yeah. harsh, in a harsh way, because it made me sad, right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to fucking work with NSYNC, yeah. you know? Let's scale it back a little bit yeah. to when your first song came out. Yeah. Before that, like, how were you working on it? Where were you at this point? Right. Um, did you know this song was going to be a hit? What are we talking about? Africa? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So a lot of people who say it's my first song, that was that's not true. <laughs> so oh, we're I bad had, podcasters. Uh, yeah, Fuck. Yeah. No, no, it's What okay. was the first one that made it on the map? That was the one that went to number one. Okay. In like 20 different countries around the world. That was the one that still feeds my family till this day. Right. That was one of the biggest records I've ever And it done. was a remix. It was a remix, yeah. It was a remake and uh, yeah. There was a huge inspiration with that song. First, when I was 10 years old in Lebanon, I remember we would go to summers every every summer because I lived in Dubai. We were studying in Dubai because we left because of the civil war in Lebanon. But we'd go visit in the summers. We'd visit family. And I remember this girl who was my mom's neighbor, I guess, or something. Her, her, they were friends. And then her daughter, she was older than me. She was 12. I was 10 years old. And then we were in the courtyard. And I, I was in love with her. I was like, that's when I first started having feels like for girls, you know? You know that feeling you get? Like, guys, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like it's your heart starts to pump. You're like, damn, she's cute. You know? You're like, what song am I going to have to play for, for, her exactly. to, for her to catch my attention? So she was sitting next to me. And she, I thought she felt, I think she, I, I, like, I liked her. So she was so pretty. I still remember her name, Lara. Lara. Shout out Lara. Shout out Lara. Yeah. And she sat next to me and she in the courtyard and, and I think she gave me a kiss on my cheek for the my first kiss, guys. Like and Africa Toto, the, the original Africa was playing in the No in the wait, no way. Yeah. When she kissed me, it was like, gonna take a lot to try me. I was like <laughs> So that moment, the feels that I had during hearing that, the harmonies of that song, kissing, and she kissed my cheek, and I was like, I understand. I understand. This that moment love. made me understand music. It made me understand the power of mm. music and how it connects to real life situations. So, fast forward all these years. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So you uh, are supporting your family. Are you also supporting her? Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she was the defining holy uh, shit. moment of your career. <laughs> I don't know where she's at, but Lara, Lara shout out. Lara, we owe it all to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so fast forward to Africa yes. today. Um, I just wanted everyone in the new generation to kind of hear and feel what I felt. Because I, what I realized is a lot of people are losing their love, you know, in this day and age. It's all about sex. Everything is sex, sell, sex, 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 sex. Even music is sex. It's hard to find what happened to the love songs. You know what I mean? There's no such it's thing, so right? It's so true. When I yeah. think about like really good songs, they're never songs that are like no. of today. No. You know? Exactly. Yeah, There's something true. that's changed in that. But I don't think people's, human beings don't change. So everyone wants love. I'm sure there's, absolutely. everyone's falling in love. And th- but for some reason, it's cheesy to be into a love song. 
Okay. Right. So I wanted yeah. to change. So people, I knew people in this generation wouldn't understand Africa the way it was. So I wanted to switch it up and just kind of go dance hall on it. When dance hall wasn't even making necessarily a comeback, Sean Paul started doing that. But I was like listening to some, actually the way I came up with it was there's a, there was a taxi cab I was in in Montreal and he was, he was Jamaican and he was listening to all his dance hall. And I was like, man, this shit is crazy. I, I bet you I can remake an old 80s track to this. And that's when I went in the studio, did it. Uh, put the money up for it, got, shot the video, which cost me like $50,000, bought the rights to it, which cost me $15,000. But back I, then, that's Back then, like, I didn't have money. I, right. I, was, I didn't have it. I had zero dollars. I was working hard. I was trying to Jesus. just, just, just you know, borrow from the banks. Right. My, my family, whatever I could do. I put it out. I didn't do shit for like a year, a full year and a half. All the labels. I went to every single record company from Universal Music, EMI, um, Warner Music and Sony and sat down and said, hey, here's the, I shot the video. I bought the rights and I recorded the song. It's, it's interesting because it's the 15th year anniversary of Africa. So it's good that we talk about this. And so I went to the, to the, to the meetings and everyone was like, Carl, cool, you know, whatever, but who's going to, you know, sign a remake? You know, it's a remake. It's dance hall. Nobody's listening to dance hall. You don't have Sean Paul on the record. You have some other guy called Culture, da 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 whatever. We're going to pass. Pass, 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 pass. I'm like, damn. So I'm on my when ass. When you got all those no's, were you like kind of like defeated and like maybe it's not what I thought it was? Or were you like, I'm going to prove everyone wrong? Of course, there's always a moment Doubt, where I was, right. of course, I was doubtful. I was like, I can't believe I'm like, nobody wants to sign this. But you know what I said? I woke up the next day because I always do that. I, I get sad at night. No problem. But I always pick myself up in the morning. In the morning, I'm a different, I don't know, the energy. I'm just like, fuck it. I, I got this. Yeah. Carl, you got this. You know, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to anybody. anybody. I'm going to do this myself. DIY and, and, <laughs> and I did and I said you know what let's find a, I've had $5,000 left or $2,500 whatever it was I hired a radio promoter in the city in Montreal fuck I remember his name um, Jean Lamotte wow <laughs> French guy and uh, amazing Jean Carl came on this podcast <clears throat> to shout out yeah, yeah, shout out your <laughs> Let's not shout out the ex-girlfriends yeah. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there this is this is the the the, the yeah <laughs> the shell. The yeah. shell of the success. <laughs> exactly. So I hired John Lamott to go out and, and try to promote the record. Nothing happened. Finally, after a year, um, Virgin Radio now, which is which was Mix 96 mm -hmm. at the time, Mark Bergman. I don't... Shout out to Mark Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> Another shout out to Mark Bergman. Yo, I don't forget people, eh? Love this that. is not a joke. Like, I remember, because these people are deep in my heart. They, they helped me yeah. in my yeah. career. So I'll never forget that. Okay, so this is what he did. He he put it on uh, a show called Smasher Trash at the time. Oh my God, yeah, like you go up against... Successful artists, right. okay? Which is, at the time, NSYNC, Usher, just, uh, Britney Spears, and Backstreet Boys. And guess what? Africa won eight nights in a row. Eight nights in a row. You and beat I Britney Spears? Beat them all out. Shut and up. And by the way, and we didn't have Instagram and whatever, like rally your fans. Yeah. So you're there like waiting at... I like know. Wait. Alicia. I didn't Guys, know. Alicia, this, right? Yeah. Alicia. I didn't know. No, no, because her name on Instagram is Aladidra. So someone was like... <laughs> I just heard about it in the last day or two. I tried to rally people, whatever. But we won eight nights in a row. And he added it officially on that radio station on light rotation. Okay. And so that was our first official ad on that radio station, thanks to Mark Bergman. And ever since then... All the radio stations across Canada called me or emailed me and said, hey, how come we don't have this record? How come? Mm -hmm. I'm like, now you want it? No problem. MP3'd it. Boom. MP3'd it. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody got it. It became top 30 
on its own, number 30 in the country without a record company. At that point, EMI Records, I remember Dean Cameron, uh, rest in peace, he was the president of EMI Records. He called me personally in January of after we released it and said, Carl, we want to give you a record deal. We feel so bad. Uh, how come we didn't know about like that? That you know you were you sent us this record, but we should have known better. Right. And but will you accept our offer? I said no problem. I sent it to my lawyer, signed it, and never looked back. And my career was made. Wow. Ever wow. Since then. Amazing. Yeah. I have a question for you though. Yeah. When we were talking about luck versus you know preparation opportunity, opportunity obviously you you know, you really worked hard and it's clear that you went through a lot of obstacles and you kept going and you kept going. Um, but then there's also certain things that did work in your favor. Yeah. So I just think it's interesting. Like, do you believe that you had luck or like, there, it's it's kind of like you, there's, yeah. you don't really know, you I know? I do believe, okay, Veronica and, and Alicia, it could be because I believe in myself and I feel like I have something that, that, that I'm in the universe and I'm born in this time Agreed. for a purpose that I am getting the confidence to kill it mm -hmm. and, and going like, and you know how human beings love confidence. So when you're confident, even the record companies are like, this motherfucker Carl Wolf, mm -hmm. he fucking went without us and he's fucking number, number 30. Are yeah. you fucking kidding me? Who's this motherfucker? Sign him. That's kind of how it was. I think human beings are in awe of someone who doesn't give a fuck about you. Right. Yeah. Like, whether you're here or not, I'm fucking winning, bro. And that's it. Am I the ch one of the chosen ones by universe and God? I don't think so. I think we're all. And right. we all have the capability. Mm -hmm. Do I believe I'm the chosen one? Hell fucking yeah. I'm on this earth for a fucking purpose and I'm going to not waste it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, is that what's making me win? Probably. So like you're creating your own luck in a certain sense Maybe. out of like, you know, you're obviously extremely consistent. I don't give up. Yeah. I don't fucking give yeah. up. Yeah. I, when, when they tell me no, I say, go fuck yourself. Like, no, I'm going to do this, man. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's it. That's it. I want it in my mind. I want to fucking achieve it. And I achieve it. And I prove it. And when I, and when I go for it, people start to walk with you. Yeah. You got to lead, man. You well, got to lead. It's the thing, like when you believe in yourself and you're like, someone could say something and you won't, like it'll just pass by you. Because you believe Because harder. you believe in it. People start to believe That's you. It, right. That's it. That's it. You got to always act. It's the same thing. Fake it till you make it, no, guys. No, no, sort of. But you know what? Remember, I mean, you guys are women. You guys understand in relationship, I'm doing the twist here. When, <laughs> when a guy promises bullshits all that stuff right you guys are like that's gaslighting me da 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 whatever but when he fucking acts and he comes through and he says i'm coming to your thanksgiving to with your parents and he shows up and he comes how different do you love him when he comes through for you physically in real mm -hmm. life and he's showing it rather than just bullshitting and talking right. look at the difference right there is your answer you gotta just keep acting and you know what it's fucking tough it's scary it's scary out there because nothing is made in the shade but let me tell you, you'll definitely lose if you don't try. So that's kind of the vibe. That's, I 100% agree. Okay, yeah. now fast forward to now, okay? Because yeah. I know there's a lot of artists that might be listening. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give any artist who's starting off? Because obviously from the time of when you started to now, things have changed like dramatically, like yeah. dramatically. The radio does barely yeah, exist like, anymore. Just thinking about like when at your time you're yeah, waiting there, sure. like, do people like my song versus now you can pop something out on yeah. social media yeah. and like everybody knows overnight. if it's a hit or not overnight. overnight. You don't right. even need a record label no. versus back then you needed a record label. So there's a lot of pros and cons to that, but I think it's a pro for sure. 
Right. I'm taking advantage of it. I'm on TikTok. I'm killing it on TikTok. I've got like 350,000 followers. We're about to hit. We're gonna get get a million by the by next year for sure. Same. I'm I'm 100. <laughs> percent And you know what? And it's a whole different game. You think just because I'm Carl Wolf and I go on on TikTok, you think anybody gave a fuck? Nobody. Yeah. Any there's celebrities out there. If they don't work, nothing's moving in this day and age. Mm-hmm. If you have content that's greater than the celebrity. Your content's moving fast. Yeah, so facts. you got to be clever, intelligent, cool, fun, and you know, engaging, uh, entertaining, it's so whatever true. it is. Like if your content's shit, it's not going to do well, regardless of who you are. Yeah, okay, regardless. maybe you'll have a little bit of a boost. Yeah, but- you might have a boost. You got the fucking, you know, the check mark. All my fucking things are check marks. Mm. People, but you know what people used to say at the beginning of my TikTok when I first started it? Because Gary Vee was the one who advised me to go on TikTok. He told me last year, was it two years ago? You got to get on TikTok. You got to do a TikTok. TikTok is everything. Trust me, you'll be good at it. Him and I got to shout out someone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's called the Shout Out Podcast. Yeah. Um, Chris Fade. Chris Fade from Virgin Radio Dubai. Mm. That guy, he was the one too. He was like, Carl, you would do so well. And I didn't believe him. I was like, what are you... Sorry. By the way, it's this okay. thing the whole time I'm yeah. remembering. No, no, no. Do you By want the way, just to let you know, I see Alicia staring at me the whole time. Give me stink eye the whole time. No, I'm not. She's like, every well, time I'm I touch this, I wouldn't have said anything. But just looking at her, I was like, okay, she's mad at me. Right now. I'm not mad. I'm not Did mad. you paint this or something? Are you the artist? I'm the artist. Gosh. In one second, I'm just removing it. Oh, 100%. One more hit, then it's all one, one Okay, I'll stay away. He's going to knock it out. I don't even have By to do way, it. By the way, as I forward my chair a little bit, just so I don't have... Honestly, no stress. Anyway, so Chris Fade uh, was like, dude, you, you, could, you will kill it. Because I saw him do it. And he was getting some traction. And he was getting like... 10,000 views. I was like, oh my God, you're killing, man. Amazing. I thought he was like the guy, you know? By the way, you're still the guy. But I thought he was like the guy on TikTok. And then and then I said, you know what? Let me try. Okay, let me try. You got to try. Fuck, you got to try. Mm-hmm. I tried a couple of times. Nobody fucking gave a fuck. Nobody cared. So it was like, but I'm Carl Wolf, guys. You see, in my mind, because I'm, you know, successful right, right, right. with my music. Yeah. Come on, like, let's go. Nothing, 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 nothing. So I tried different dance moves. I tried... You know, coming up with... Then I started... Okay, I found my niche. I was like, oh, okay. I started producing. I was like, you know what? One time during the pandemic, I was like, let me try showing people that I produce my own music because they don't know that. Right. Let me let me right. try a house track. Let me, for, for the first time in my life, let me try a house track. How hard could it be? 122 BPM. That's the beats per minute. Um, bass, kick, drum, snare. With a hi-hat, no problem. I did it and it fucking went viral. It was the song Getaway. I released Getaway and that shit went gold. Like, and Getaway, for those who know the song, it was from mm-hmm. TikTok. So that was a whole marketing thing that clicked in my head. I'm like, fuck, every time I want to release a song, all I have to do is produce the song, get garner all the marketing because, you know, whoever owns TikTok, either China or whoever, they don't have barriers on it like sometimes Instagram. Now reels are opening up a little bit their mm-hmm. algorithm, mm-hmm. but the algorithm on TikTok Take advantage of it now, right? Because it opens you up to the world. Yeah, like it's it's got no fucks given. Like if you no filter, no if you're good, if you got a nice like body, if you like what I don't know what you do, but whatever you do, people will want to watch if it's engaging enough and it's interesting enough. Right. So that's the time to take advantage of it, and 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 it's working for me. I mean, we're you know we're we're. Uh, we have a tour right now, you know, so go get tickets. You know, it's coming out in <laughs> November and December. I'm coming, I'm coming to everywhere in, in Canada and we're selling stuff on, on TikTok. We're marketing it on TikTok. 
um, I spoke to TikTok, so TikTok reached reached out to me too. So there's many little things that you can do. It's really cool. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, definitely, obviously, you've pivoted your yeah. kind of business model to kind of you know keep up with what's hot right now. You have and to. Yeah. As anybody mm-hmm. you know in the music industry yeah. knows like you could be the most talented singer but if no one hears you if no one sees mm-hmm. you especially yeah. being in the right places and which is tiktok which is social yeah. media like yeah. no one's gonna care yeah um Absolutely. but i have a question based off of that do you think that right now it's still about talent or is it about marketing how good aye, of a aye, marketer aye. you are because there is a lot of people who have skyrocketed to fame that without social media would never have because they don't have the talent to get them there. Whereas I feel like, you know, 20 years ago, it was really talent first and like people with crazy talent would sell. But now it's like, well, how good are you at marketing yourself? Well, you nailed it. It's, yeah. it's, are you a talented marketing promo guy? Because some people are fucking talented yeah. at that. So it's what, I'll, I'll tell you what works. It's everything that's talented and hard to do. Everything that's hard to do, like a puppy skateboarding is fucking cool. It's hard to do to film it. And like, it's hard to do, Mm -hmm. you know, producing all these things quickly is hard to do. Come up with some dope shit, you know, whatever is like sort of, you know, whatever you're doing that's physically getting it done and putting it out there, that's not that easy. And that's interesting to see will win. You know, that's why you know, cats or puppies, like a bunch of like Frenchies on the floor is like so cute and everybody wants to watch that because right. that's not, you don't see that every day. Yeah. It's, it's that sort of thing. It's you should that, chase. Yeah. And I also think the it's scarcity. Con- right. Yeah. Scar- and it's consistency, right? Yeah. You can be so good and like start and give up and you just, yeah, maybe you're that 1% that's Justin Bieber that Usher finds you on the side of the road. Sure. But yeah. realistically, if yeah. you want to be successful, you have to continue. Right. That's so, why they always said my whole career, they've always said, um, Ta- so um, trying is, is better than talent or or I don't know what the saying is, but it's like talent is not everything. Right. Yeah. You, you got to give it like if you're if you're 50 percent talent, but but 100 percent fucking, you know, work ethic. That's what wins, you know, 50, 50, whatever. Don't 100 percent. I know I'm just saying you get giving it 100 percent as opposed right. to giving it 50 percent. You know what I'm saying? So trying is everything you got to yeah. give it you got to give it because then you'll just you're the one who works at it the most right you're you're just doing better than the next guy right that's kind of how it is life is sort of a competition and that's what andrew tate always used to say oh. let's not go there <laughs> that's, let us that's not go a, there we're that's not a getting name canceled. We before we get into relationships we are not getting canceled um when you became successful i just mm. i'm we're just so curious mm. on this question what was the first thing i love thing? how successful is a moment in time it's a constant growth. Yes, I'm not, absolutely. I, I feel, can I be real with you? Yeah. I don't like to admit that I'm fully there. So I'm not fully there. Well, that's me, what makes you successful. Yeah, but, but yeah. 100%. Would, if you ask Drake, is Drake fully there? Of course, I think Drake is fully right. there. Is The Weeknd fully there? Of course, I think. But in, in their eyes, do they feel like they're fully because there? Because they're competing Never. with Taylor, someone else who's right up, trying to get their number yeah. one too. So it's all about, you know, perspective. Perspective. To someone new, you know, all the, uh, you know, Artists that aren't at my at my level successfully, whatever, mm-hmm. they will of course see that as okay. Aren't you satisfied with it? No, mm-hmm. I want to be the number one on the planet. Like yeah, fuck right. that. I want to be the weekend's position here, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. I'm not. This is my life. I live and I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I live and breathe music. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm joking. No, no, no. But it's 
No, it looks cool. No, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do that. Because then get later like on in your podcast. On no, it's perfect. It's perfect. I love push it. it. There we go. Okay, Boom. Boom. Now we're good. Okay. Um, so I think, you know, no one's really satisfied, you know, in their, unless you are and then you retire. Right. So what's the first thing you bought yourself when you, you know, made it in your mind? Made it in your mind. Mm. Or, you know, your wow. first big check. Like you You're did like, say you were taking care of your parents. Yeah. But like, what were you like, when I have money, this is the first thing I'm getting? Well, the first thing I did was, well, several things. I... I was First stupid. I, I blew money. <laughs> I, I I bought cars. I bought all kinds of things. And like, uh, there was always a sports car that I really liked, which is the i8. It's a BMW with with the um, gullwing doors, okay. like a Lamborghini doors and whatever. And it's electric. It's half electric. Actually, it's a hybrid. Um, so that was one. Uh, a condo. Purchased a condo. So that was really. Was there cool. any that you regret that you were like, I thought yeah. this would bring selling me- one of my condos for sure. <laughs> Before the rise of everything, because I was like, fuck my life. Because everybody was, you know, it just went like, you know. Yeah. And would you say you have the same crew you had when you started? Like same friends, like a Drake situation where it's like, I'm going to bring everybody with me. Yeah. At the beginning of my career. So what's crazy is people before I became successful or whatever that is. Uh, people were kind of hating because I was in the mind state of already being there. That's how you know, you know you're doing something right. If yeah. someone hates, you're like, I'm, yeah. I'm but getting I was, there. Because I was there in my mind. Right. So I, there was a quick story. So there was a moment I was watching Backstreet Boys at MTV Europe Music Awards. And they were, I remember clearly, they were performing and I was sitting down with my, this was in college, okay? In university, whatever. And I was sitting with my boy. No shout outs. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and I was like, one day I'm going to do, I could do that. That's me. I see it. I can see it. I could do that. That's totally in my in my grasp. I could fucking do it. I was and I thought he was gonna hype me up too. And he literally looked at me and he's like, Carl, you're so full of yourself. You're so full of shit. You think you you're like the backstreet, you think you're ever gonna make it like that? You're so fucking delusional. Who the fuck do you think? And he was laughing. And I thought to myself, oh, motherfucker, it doesn't believe me. It hurt me so much that mm-hmm. my friend doesn't see what I see. Right. And then obviously But also that's what makes you like fucking ready? go ready at it. Ready for this? Ready for this? I won an MTV Europe Music Award in Liverpool in 2010 or whatever the fuck it was. Wow. And that was the same stage in Liverpool that they performed at. And that's poetic justice right there. That's full circle, baby. Full circle, you know? Did he reach out to you? Yeah, he's, he's my very good friend to this day, so hopefully he's not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> very good friend, but... Yeah, yeah. No, but, you know, but you know what? But, I keep him around to show him that I made it. <laughs> my, my point is, now everybody, when you've proved it, everybody's a bandwagoner. Right, of course. Right. Of course. We always talk about that, how like when you're struggling and when you're hustling, nobody wants to support you. And once you've made it to the point where in their perspective, you are yeah. successful and it's cool to like you now, yeah, now everybody's in your corner. That's it. So 100%. By the way, for everyone out there who's listening to this, who wants to, you know, who's striving to become something special in their life, just know that the people at the beginning are not going to support, even if they don't support you, it doesn't mean it can't change. So just b- keep believing in yourself mm-hmm. and know it deep inside because once you prove it to them, everybody's going to come around. Everybody, watch it. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really, and you know what? It's, it's okay. I, I forgive them. It's yeah. fine because they're my, like, they're, I, I get it. Who's going to believe some dreamer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you're a doer, different story. It's like you said, it's, you have to, you know, show the action. So once people see it, they... That's it. They believe it. That's it. They believe it. Okay. Well, moving on from that, I want to get into stuff. You know, obviously we're talking a little bit about friends. Do you keep your same circle around you? But I think, you know, 
being anybody that's successful, it changes how people treat you, mm. whether mm-hmm. it be like people supporting you. Like you said, people come around more. I'm sure you've seen like more people come around you for maybe the wrong reasons. Mm. So that being said, when it comes to dating, mm. Where are you at in the dating world? Are you the type of guy that like... <laughs> He's you know, already I, sweating. Sure, I mean, look, I feel like it's the natural process to, you know, you 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 get a bunch of money, you get a bunch of fame, you you fuck bitches. I feel like that's yeah. just the... Let, that's let's start the, at uh, that stage. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the new... That's a new style. That's that's how it works. You, you get, which we always say, you know, at the end of the day, money is power. Yeah. And... Yeah. You get girls when you have money. Yeah. That's how it is. So do you feel like you went through that stage in the beginning where you're yeah. just like, I just want to <laughs> hook up with as many people as I can? Yes. yes. <laughs> I love like how he says yes, yes and nothing else. Yes. Uh, that where's, was def- uh, where's the only explanations <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden? <laughs> That's it. I told you where's guys. The like, were you even having to try or not even? Girls would just throw themselves. Like, did, like, you yeah. notice, did you notice a significant difference when it came to like, you know, once people started knowing who you were. Yes. Was it suddenly like, oh, now it's like, oh, now you guys all yes. want to come around. So a uh, quick, interesting story. So when I was in university or college, um, I remember being in a class and I was sitting next to this girl. I, shout out again. Can I shout out one more? Shout her out. Her She's name. not Laura, but shout her out. <laughs> her, Lara. Her, name, Lara. Her, her name Her name. is Mia. Okay. I hope you're doing well, Mia. I, I, she, it's been a long time. Okay. And... I remember I was in love, like I would see her in class and I was in love with this girl. I was 18, 18, something. I was 18 actually, 18, 18 or 17 or 18. And I was in the class and I, and I, and I used to look at her. I'm like, oh my God, I want her so bad. She's so beautiful. So I befriended her. She liked me. She thought I was funny, you know, like whatever. But she totally friend zoned me, right? Like heart Carl. I was like, okay, let's go out on a dinner or something. (laughs) She's like, Carl, you know, you're such a nice guy. I, I like you as a friend. Remember when they used to say that? I like you as a friend. <laughs> For a guy to hear that, that's I, I like hated hate it where that. It hurts. I hate. I mean, we hate it. Yeah. We hate friends. We don't want to be a friend. <laughs> we want much more than a friend. Okay. <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, but you're so nice, and you're like my friend, you know." So I was like, "All right, whatever." But she liked this other guy in class who's also a friend of mine. Shout out Migs. <laughs> <laughs> These people are like, "Yo, this was Dawson, man. That was like Dawson or Concordia. I can't remember." But anyway, Mia, at the time, and I was like so into her, but she would friend friends only. Now. That, ever since it became Carl Wolf, whatever, that doesn't happen. That the doesn't friend happen. zone. It doesn't happen. It, it, they know when I'm around and I'm interested in you. I don't know what changed there. Is it my confidence? Is it maybe I wasn't like... Well, it's s- like we said at the beginning, you know, when you're getting all this attention. Right. Maybe. Suddenly it's like, right. well... I want to be a part of it. So yeah. maybe. So, so the, I've never heard friend zone ever again. Right. <laughs> in Carl Wolf life. But okay. does that make you think like do these people actually like me for or who do I am? They like me right. because I'm well, Carl. You got to use your judgment, better judgment. Obviously some girls know, you know. On, I've been on tour where I've had some fun. Okay, listen. I I've, I've been a good boy in a in a in a long time, which I'm really proud of because I've had good relationships in my life. But prior to that, I would say prior to 7 years ago, 8 years ago maybe, even 9 years, whatever. I would have fun, you know? It was more like party. I was younger. I was just having a blast. Like you didn't care about whether or not they were there for the right reasons. I didn't care. That wasn't my issue, you know? But the girlfriends, when I started having girlfriends as well, of course it mattered, you know what I mean? Are they... But you choose your well, yeah. partner based on like connection and and you could feel the love. You could yeah. feel you could see what she does in her life. You could you get you know her her brothers, yeah. you know her sister. I was gonna whatever. ask you like what made a different 
from like a girl you were just fucking yeah. to like a girl you decided to actually be like, I will date. Well, I guess. Were you like, maybe I'll fuck her and then see it out? Or when right. you, if you fuck them too soon, were you like, nah? You know, th- that's a misconception. Okay. Cause I know some, Let's hear some, it. some girls think, oh, if I, I don't want to sleep with him right away because I want him to, maybe that that's worked for me. Okay, but it's also worked for me where she slept with me the first night and I wrote her the next day and she was surprised. <laughs> she was like, right. that was one of, anyway, you know, like one of my, I don't want to talk about it, but she was, one of them was like that, you know, right. where I slept with her first and then, and then hit her up and said, what's up? You know, and then she was like, oh my God, why is he hitting me up? Like, I thought you were just a rock star coming to just whatever. Right. And I know. I, and I dated her and I, and I loved her, you know, what because made it's her, What made her different? Besides the vagine. I, I, <laughs> I'm right. It, just, just like connection? connection. Like just vibes? Connection, vibe, smile, feeling, you know, you know, things that you connect with with another person. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, but so it doesn't depend on just, oh, I don't sleep with him. Right. You might turn me off with that. Like, okay, if you don't sleep, maybe I might not be into it. I, I don't know. You right. Know, there's no rule, man. It's not yeah. just because you don't. However, it did also work out when I was interested in a girl and she didn't sleep with me for a while. I was also reaching out and trying, you know, so that yeah. does work in your favor too, girls, just to it's let you know. It's situational. It's situational. Yeah. Absolutely. It also depends where you are at in your life, right? Yeah. yeah. But I have a question. Is yeah. there something that, you know, when you're talking to a girl or you're going on dates, you know, I don't know if you, if you date, but yeah. is there something that like, this is a red flag for me. Like the fact that you're this way is either a red flag showing me that maybe you're not here for the right reasons or that you're not a genuine person. Like what's your personal red flags when it comes to women? Interesting. It's really clouded me, I think throughout the years because I've been surprised with certain things. So it's hard to know, you know, you never know someone's inside deeper, deeper thoughts. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously as, as, as a person who's in the public eye, you gotta be a little bit aware, you know, but you still, You'd like to think that she's into you because of other things, not just because of, you know, what you can offer right. um, on the other, you know, it's right. not like I'm Drake either, you know, I yeah. think, you know, I, I, I like, I appreciate you guys, you know, the success and I'm very, I'm humbled by it. I love it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not in a position where, you know, people will like, it's not Justin Bieber here, you know? <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm lucky actually that I get to live a normal somewhat life. Interesting. Obviously in yeah. the public eye. And still have a normal world with with family and friends, and mm-hmm. you know, where I can go out to the mall. And some of these guys, you know, I feel bad for them. You know, is it's money true. worth it? Is 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 all the money in the world worth it? In my is opinion, it? no. So if you could be tomorrow Justin Bieber, no. would you choose? Hell no. No. At moments, I would, because I would love to do the concerts. I would love to. I see you know, 70, selling out 70,000 seats, you know, from that perspective, of course, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. If you guys know, I've done concerts of like 20,000, 15,000, 10,000. It feels fucking awesome, man. Mm-hmm. It's just everybody connecting with you at that moment with your songs. It's such a beautiful thing. But Adrenaline. To, but to live a life of you can't go anywhere. You got to be private. You got to be so it's, it's too extreme. Yeah. However, I don't want to talk that out of existence. You right. know, I got to put it out in the universe because I think that's part of sometimes what hinders me going to that thing. It's like I'm putting it out there. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's get the whole win. And I will treat it with love and energy and good respect and, and everything. I'll, I'll be better at it, you mm-hmm. know, because I know it messes people up, especially when they're younger. I got it. I got fame later on in my life. I right. came to Canada only when I was like 17. Right. So... To start my career, it was later. It was like 20, 21, 22, 23. That's when I started doing something. 
So it wasn't, I wasn't like 14, like, like Justin Bieber, like that never got to have. Yeah. Yeah. So now you live in Toronto, Yeah. but when you came down from Lebanon, it was Montreal. So Montreal girls or Toronto girls? (laughs) He's Um, like, don't fucking do this to me. So so first of all, what's the difference between both of us? I love, I love (laughs) Montreal girls. So Montreal girls are amazing. Toronto girls are amazing. So you got Canadian girls, by the way, are, are the best. I'll, I'll say that. I was going to say that about you. I'm like, there's really something about like Canadian vibes, like energy. Cause like, obviously you weren't born in Canada, but like if you've lived here long enough, you are Canadian. Even, even, but even Montreal, there's a, there's a beautiful energy to much. Every time I come to Montreal, like, you know, just, I mean, look at them, you know, they're, they're amazing. (laughs) I I have something interesting. Actually. I like that you, you know, with everything that we ask you, you don't want to like pick a certain box. And like you just said now, I said like, you know, would you want to be the next Justin Bieber? And you're like, technically no, but I don't want to block that off. Yeah. So I think part of what makes you interesting and Mm. maybe something that brings you to who you are today is the fact that you're not ever choosing one thing. You don't have a red flag for a woman. You're Mm. not ready to cancel anything out. You're just kind of open for any and going with the flow and i think that's a really interesting perspective because a lot of people will set rules for themselves will set things like oh no i don't want this or i don't Mm -hmm. like that or i don't like when people do this because it means they're like this and we always set ourselves these kind of barriers that in a way stop us from reaching our full potential yeah Mm -hmm. so you know if you're always going on this you know red flag of i don't like when she's too loud then like suddenly you block yourself off of all these people that might actually and have also so much to offer psychologically you. because yeah. you said that you almost feel like if you did have a connection with her you're like well fuck i can't because i yeah. set that rule for myself so you're you're kind of blocking it off subconsciously you know what's interesting and in your life it seems like yeah. that has that idea has translated into your life and the way you live your life and the way you chase your it's goals it's a very good observation it's a great observation actually thank you welcome he's to like, the I'm chemical gonna, I'm Dude, he's like wow are... uh, my best interview <laughs> it is because I'm learning something about myself um, <laughs> welcome to therapy yeah that's it exactly Was this did you guys talk to my uh, intervention. ex-girlfriends here? No, Actually, we're, we're, pay- we're paid to be doing this right now. <laughs> well, girls come out. That's come it. Out. One by one. They all start walking in. <laughs> Starts with Lyra. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. From, the OG. Oh my God, 10 years old. My 10-year-old self is coming back. <laughs> Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you. You guys are probably looking at our beautiful outfits, which I don't blame you for. I mean, we look absolutely divine. (laughs) If you guys are interested in getting some really cute clothing pieces for, you know, vacation, for date night, or for any night, really, Mm -hmm. we always like a nice good dress, some beautiful bodysuits. Head on to Carte Blanche, and we're giving you guys a discount code of 25%. So Chemical X 25 at checkout for 25% off. Now, this site also has luxury items. It's a consignment shop. So if you're looking for any designer goods that are consignment or like any other brands, like kind of more like contemporary brands and like vintage pieces, you can find that all at Carte Blanche. So don't forget to use our discount code. And guys, as usual, for our men out there, if, you know, luxury goods are not your thing, it's fine. It's fine. We'll forgive you because this is the only other option you have. And it's tailor-made Italian-made suits. And you're going to get those at izati.com where they specialize in making a hot, hugging, nice suit. Using our discount code chemicalx at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your entire order. So head on over and happy shopping. I'm dating now. Uh, she's an amazing woman uh, from Toronto. Um, so Someone I see why in your you- city. 
I see yeah. why you didn't want to answer Toronto or Montreal. We get it. We get it. We'll let now it. We'll understand. let it slide. Now you yes. of course. No, he's but smart. He's strategic. He's smart. Yeah, he knows yeah, yeah. he has to say Montreal because we're here. But his girlfriend's from Toronto, so it's like whose feelings are you hurting? Exactly. You know but what also I mean? My mom's from Montreal, so I love. Oh, yeah. you so can't compete with the mob. That's you know it, what? We'll leave it at no answer. We'll leave it at no answer. Exactly. But yeah, so I'm seeing an amazing woman. She's. She's the CEO of her company. Uh, she's killing it. Like she's so smart, so cool. So I'm the luckiest man in the world right now. I'm very, very happy with her. Um, but she told me one thing that's really interesting. She asked me, you know, what's your favorite? Because this goes to your point. What's your favorite color? And I said, and I thought about it. I'm like, I don't have a favorite color because it does. I don't know. Sometimes I mean, I actually love pink here, mm -hmm. and I love blue there, and I love. There's no in my life. I've realized. I don't put favorites. There's no such thing like as favorites. What is, I love alien movies. I love shark movies. I'm into mm -hmm. many, many things that move me. I think I am malleable. And I think, Veronica, you nailed it. Like you're actually teaching me something about myself right here. I literally, I'm not even kidding. This is really special to hear because I do move with, with the wave mm -hmm. and the tide. And that does aid to my success. Right. Because I think in this day and age, in any business you do, how many times Pascal will attest to, who's my manager Pascal shout out to Pascal we've we've set up you know a plan right you set up a plan okay we're doing this single yeah. we're gonna shoot this video we're gonna put this money in marketing we're gonna do this promo we're gonna do this tour you do all that and then nobody fucking likes the song so then it's like okay so we just released everything and it's not charting and then you say okay I just worked oh my god did you hear the remix of Africa I just did let's release it next week and, and that became the big song so there's no, you got to be able to maneuver, I think. It's called flexibility. Yeah. Now, I'm 99% better at flexibility than 99% of the people in my age group. Mm. Interesting. Flexibility meaning the ability to do this thing and then to switch quickly. Right. And do that thing well and do this thing well and then keep moving. So that's an interesting, so thank you for that. So then maybe, you know, what I was going to say before is we were talking about, you know, luck and opportunity and all those things and like my question is like what sets you apart i think mm. that could be one of the things is yeah. like being flexible because wow. not that many people are flexible yeah. not that many people are open yeah. to mm -hmm. opportunity yeah. they want it but you know they're closing doors for themselves yeah you know what i mean i think so i think so yeah they have a preconceived notion yes. of, of something yes. they don't like it's all mindset interesting and Life for me i'm just mindset. kind of malleable oh that's yeah. cool why not okay. yeah 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 I, I agree i agree i am i love a lot of things that are i just love dope shit i don't care you know some people say oh what do you like what's your favorite i don't give a fuck i just yeah if it's dope man i love it and they're like but you like horror movies why do you like that i'm like because it's fucking dope yeah why are you watching kardashian dope <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay i have a question though um back to your girlfriend mm. um you said that she is a ceo of her, yeah. her company yeah. and what i find interesting i'm just gonna ask you a general question here would it bother you being somebody who's successful, you know, in our perspective, you have fame, you have money, sure. you're, you know, in the public eye. Would it bother you to date somebody who makes more money than you? That's a good question. I was thinking. That's a, of... that's a good question. I don't care for personally mm -hmm. because I would love to big her up and, and, and win together. I actually encourage it. I did have a girlfriend once that didn't have sort of a passion for something mm -hmm. and it, and it's, I think it, it fizzled away, our right. relationship. I want someone with a passion. I want someone yeah. who has um, their mind made up of something that they love, even if they're just following something amazing in their life. Uh, it just, it really inspires me too, mm -hmm. to help. Because mm -hmm. I love to help. Like even with my girlfriend right now, I'm like, whatever you need, baby. Like I'm literally 
putting boxes away, like whatever mm -hmm. she needs, even, um, think about it this way. Any entrepreneur, who, if you're dating an entrepreneur, there's a saying like this. If you're dating an entrepreneur, you're automatically the assistant, you know? So she's <laughs> my, it's my assistant too when it comes to like, you know, routing the tour or like, okay, trying to get like brands to kind of, she helps out. So it's really cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. I just love someone who's so passionate in their life. It's really cool. I feel like they can also understand you better and they, they'll know like, like, babe, this is an opportunity. I have to take it. Whereas like somebody who doesn't have that passion will have a harder time like understanding that and, and really riding the wave of your success. True, true. That's true. Because then if it's someone just working for a company... Because then it's jealousy you know, and then it. it's... Yeah. And it happened to me before. It's happened to me many times in my life. It's because most of them, I think... Maybe there's a reflection there. You know, most of my relationships that didn't end up well is because I was so focused and determined in my world. And I'm, I, I love what I do. That I, It's not that I neglect them. I don't. I'm a very attentive boyfriend. I'm very there. I love that. But they feel like, okay, what about my life? Mm -hmm. I'm not focusing on my life as much as you. So they always compare and compete. But, you, but I'm so driven and so passionate mm -hmm. that it's hard to. So sometimes I keep that in mind somehow. Yeah. I got to... You know, I think I'm like that, too, actually. Yeah. Now that you're saying that I, I I'm that kind of person. But I think, you know, that's why I'm drawn to people who are driven and have their own Same. things going for them, because sure. in a certain way, it's like I don't want to feel guilty Correct. for working on myself. So it's like I know that you're good. I'm good. Like, let's hustle. That's it. Yeah, that's it. let's go. Let's be a power. Let's, team. Yeah. But I think a lot of men like for women, it's very common to want to have a guy who is either like you know, maybe more successful for you or, or as successful as yeah. you are, or, you know, we tend to be drawn to people who are above us. Yeah, sure. Um, whereas I feel like men are usually drawn to women who are under uh, them. Smart. And I think a Good lot point. of men would not like to date someone who either makes more money than them yeah. or, you know, is, has a very powerful position because maybe it makes them feel insecure or something I've like seen that. that or less of a man. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that happen with, with other relationships from my ex-girlfriends or my girlfriend. Right. You know, who dated other people and said, yeah, that's how she felt like because she was so driven and something. I've, I've heard that before. For me, it doesn't affect me. I think, like you said, I'm very malleable with it. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool if she's like a, like a CEO, like my girlfriend killing it. I mean, I love How did you her. guys meet? Um, through friends. Okay. Through friends on New Would you say New that's Year's. the best way to meet someone? I think so. Because they're kind of like... Uh what's the word they give you kind of like a, a, a what is, what do they call a cosign yeah they give you a cosign so you, but they're least, filtered also right filtered yeah yeah but it's it's as someone that you know that you respect that knows her and i think it's more for the girl for the guy not for yeah. me like you know right I, it's, it's i don't know why it's a little more maybe a guy could be crazy dangerous yeah he could be you know you never know right so for her to know that oh carl's a good guy and i've known him for 10 plus years, he's always been sweet to me. That That's means you're true. good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that, you know? As girls, we love to hear that, like, someone is, like, talked about, like, yeah, well. well. That's it. That's it. But or obviously else we being... have our, like, preconceived notions. Yeah. Sure. Like, I don't know. And then that can kind of, like, cloud our judgment. Yeah, but for you sure. know what? Being with someone like me, it's also, it has its perks, but it also has its downfalls, right? Okay, like, so you walk in the club with your girl. <laughs> yeah. What do you not want to happen? No, we've had that conversation. So many so in my in my like dating life. Yes. Sometimes I, I, the reason I came on this podcast, one of the main reasons, <laughs> other than I love Veronica, she's awesome and Alicia of course. You know, but I wanted to chime in on some of the relationships, sex stuff, behavioral stuff between men and women and 
just give a little bit of my feeling on some of the subjects you guys are coming yeah. up with. Carl was like, you guys talk about things and I just want to chime in and I want to talk. And I'm like, I can understand that because a lot of times Veronica and I go out and guys will stop us and be yeah. like, I love your podcast. I keep watching, yeah. but it makes me mad. Like, because obviously men who are listening, we're talking for men. Yeah. Essentially. And men are like, no. That's I, not how I feel. Like, that's not it. So, like, I can understand the wanting to, like, debate certain topics. Totally. But it's it's more to your point. I'm here yeah. to add to the conversation. For sure. Because I actually respect these women. And I, I think that you guys are coming up with such good content. Incredible. That actually you guys are being used for other stuff. I, I see yeah. other people using your content. For, so I'm so proud of you when I saw that. I sent it to you guys. It's someone I know actually from Miami, <laughs> Christian Dior. He's like a rapper. Social media guys, yeah, don't yeah. give up. No, no, but it's awesome. It's great. And I just want to chime in because there's certain things that I feel as a man that could help women out there. You know, that's what it's all about. It's because here's yeah. the thing. Some women don't want to hear, just like some men don't want to hear what the women have to say. It's and like, that's bro, our problem. You yeah. got to hear. Yeah. I know you don't want to hear it, but that's what women are feeling. And women... That's what men are feeling. Mm -hmm. I know you don't like it, but that's how we feel. So where can I chime in and help out and, and maybe help your relationship potentially? Can I have one of those bubblegum things? <laughs> of course. For real? <laughs> do you want a big one or do you want a little He's one? He's like, why aren't you pressing it Always a big one. Yeah, but it's because it's broken. I have to do it the getaway. Yeah, the things <laughs> nobody hey, knows. Are they seeing it? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, you guys, like, you guys like, invested a lot here. By the way, oh, guys, yeah. the studio is crazy. Oh, my God. So thank I'm so proud you. of you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll eat it um, later. I mean, okay. You're gonna it's gonna be it. a little yeah, bit hard. Is it a gobs, you, you might break a tooth or two. It's just like a really hard bubble gum. He's like, God she's, a, she's the only one that mm. like it. Mm. So that gumball Pink? machine actually comes from my ex boyfriend, and we spray painted <laughs> it. And I was like, This is not coming back with a divorce. This made our set. Yeah, you, you didn't spray thing. paint these. No. <laughs> Imagine that'd be a little late Carl to tell dies you. Dies in twenty twenty two. Okay, so I have a question then. What is? What would you say that? in your life, specific to you and what you've experienced in your life in your dating and relationships and fucking around, what would be your biggest piece of advice to give women when it comes to men? Amazing. Can I take this fuck out? Fuck on the first date. <laughs> He's like, fuck on the first date. It doesn't wait, matter. Wait, wait. She took the words right out of my uh, gum. <laughs> so good. Is it? I haven't had one on my own. Yeah, you know what? In one minute, you're going to realize there's absolutely no taste and you're going to oh need God. six more. So good. So good. Okay, so my question was, yeah. as, you know, the life that you've lived, the people that you've dated, whether it be like, you know, long-term relationships or fucking around, anything like that, but being the person that you are and at the level you are in life, what would be the biggest piece of advice that you have to give women about men? Ooh, there's many, man. That's the problem. There's so many. There's so many differences between guy, guys and, and girls, man. Mm -hmm. It's it's so and it's so easy for me to navigate, you know, uh, as a man. You know, right. I know my manhood. I know what I want. I know mm -hmm. how. You know, it's hard. I found it hard, very hard, to explain at least to my girlfriends. Maybe to my girl friends who mm -hmm. are just friends, it's easier. They digest it better when I tell them something. But as a girlfriend, it's always been so difficult to say what I really want. All all men really, really want is to have. I, I know it sounds it sounds like oh oh, but you're, we're not a piece of meat. We just don't own us and and walk around and have us on your arm. Mm -hmm. We're also you know of course we have our own minds and our own lives. Of course, 
But one really important thing is when, let's say, uh, me as a public person to go out, let's say we're doing um, meet and greets, events, things like that. Mm -hmm. I feel really strong and very proud when my woman is with me. Mm -hmm. I feel very proud when my woman's got her arm around me. I feel it's it's not that I can get any woman in the world, but I'm I'm dating you, right? I, and I love you, and I you're with me, and it makes me feel so good to show the other men in the place that my woman has so much love and respect for me mm -hmm. that it gives me this extra edge that, that she right. stands by you, stands by me, and it's more for the respect from the men to say, wow, mm -hmm. okay, let's do a business deal. This this man has his woman with him. He's good, strong, strong man, strong man. It means this woman is there with it. You don't understand that. Women don't, they think it's like, I want to talk to anybody I want to. So I, why do I have to be by your side? And I'm like, I know. It's just right. Like, it's but, more like the other men and what they're going to think that's it. of your women. If, if she's talking around everywhere. Right, and it's right, like, right. okay, that, yeah, that's my girlfriend. She, I know she's awesome. She's the, the best. She's like so funny. Everyone loves her. I know she's cool. At least at my events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. I'm like my, like when, when people are there for my thing. Mm -hmm, it's different yeah. if we're at a party, like obviously. I mean, it like makes whatever. sense because even like being a woman and like you go out and you're with your man, like at the end of the day, your biggest fear is like, what are other women gonna think mm -hmm. of my man if he like starts walking right. away and he's so it's the same. Flirty, it's, flirty with every girl. Exactly. Yeah. You're you're like, like, I want, I want my. How does it make you look? Yeah. In yeah. front of girls. So Other it's as different as we think we are. We are kind of the same. Absolutely. What I think is funny, though, is that a lot of times, and I think this more so for men, but definitely agree that it is for women, yeah. that we do certain things or want certain things out of our partner for our own benefit no for our own sex. It's like we're doing things. Yeah, we want a man to be a certain way, not for men. But for other women Correct. or like, for example, a guy will be like, I love your dress. I'll be like, oh, thanks. He's just trying to sleep with me. But if a girl right. tells right. me I yeah. love your dress, it's yeah. like, babe, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, she really likes my dress. But exactly. does that make sense? Like, yeah. Absolutely makes sense. It's interesting how we do things for the approval of the people around us. Yeah. And I think it's like, you know, as women, I always say there's like a lot of competition. Like, I think men and women, for women, we compete a lot against like beauty and look, yes. yeah. whereas men compete around money. power. Money and power, bro. Money, Well, money is power at the and, end of the day. And, and, and power. But it is. It, power it, to your, your, your people. Yeah. But having not, a woman on your arm is power. It's, it's a position of power. Just the one woman. Just yeah. the one woman that I put all my intensity, all mm -hmm. my eggs in. That woman. All my eggs in. No, but for real. Okay. <laughs> no, whoa. <laughs> Yo, that's we good. Go that's good. Away. You know what I mean? Literally well, we and physically. That's perfect, actually. Yeah, well, my accent. No, but you know what I'm saying, right? Have you ever cheated? Whoa, okay. <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting something like this, but yeah, this is not anything recent at all. <laughs> no, We're no. talking really long so time So you think ago. somebody can cheat and change and then be a loyal man? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because on this podcast, we, Ron, well, Veronica states that <laughs> oh. if, I've said this in the past, is that like, People can be loyal based, especially men, can be loyal based on how many opportunities they have to be loyal. So it's like a guy, you know, a regular guy, whatever he can get, this is his league of girls. Sure. And then sure. he comes into contact mm -hmm. with maybe a lot of money, maybe a lot of success, maybe a lot of high fame. Value men. You talk yeah. about high, high value uh, men. I mean, Here we go. Okay, okay, let's get it. Let's get it. I'm not necessarily saying high value men. Yeah. I'm saying he comes into contact with these things that are, you know, places of power for a man where now suddenly they're opened up to a whole new world of women who want them. Okay, ready? So, 
is it harder to be loyal? Like, is that man still loyal or does he just not have that many opportunities right now? You, you nailed it though on so many things. You're, you're, you're correct. Luckily, I've, as a person, because all I can think of is personally for yeah. me, mm-hmm. obviously I know friends and stuff, but personally for me, because I've always had, like I've had my time, you know, on the tours, on the this, on the right. that, Carl Wolf wanted, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not that it's worn off. It's always exciting when a girl mm-hmm. likes you. It's always, but I know that, it, you know, so I've mm-hmm. reached it. I've achieved it. I know I can get it. Right. With that knowledge, as a man, I feel I'm, I'm beautiful with my woman. But I, I still like to be cute and sexy and whatever for mm-hmm. women to be like, oh my God, oh, Carl is so, but that's good. I'm yeah. good with that. That's enough yeah. for me. But, but I think it's even stronger of a man and stronger of a high value man and, and a, an alpha male to be, extremely loyal and be like that's my woman and yeah. be proud of her mm-hmm. and show that i'm your rock i'm here for you you know and that to me shows a lot of strength because it's you're right the temptation it's hard out there mm-hmm. especially with everybody on instagram social everyone's media. trying to fuck everybody mm-hmm. you're hot you're sexy of course you think okay just because i have a girlfriend you think i chop off my balls you think i have no more <laughs> eyes yeah of course i see beautiful sexy women yeah i'm hanging out with them right now <laughs> but I know where to draw the line and I right. know what's respectful for my girlfriend because that's important for me. So it's, I think it's more of a mature state. I but think really I, that's what it comes down to. I think, and like there's a lot of talk of like high value men per se, you know? And I think a lot of times it's like this whole idea that like, you know, a high value man, he has all these options. He doesn't know you loyalty and all this stuff. But for me, if we're going to talk high value man, that's somebody who is loyal. Correct. Like that, being loyal yeah. Is a valuable quality. Oh my God, of yeah. course. The to same be un- way, yeah. The same way Andrew Tate was talking about how a woman has to be also. She, you know, he was talking about how younger women in their twenties are better than women in their thirties. Or I think he went even worse. He went like nineteen. Yeah, yeah. He and said because it's easily he's easily able to manipulate them. No, no. Beyond I mean. that, I think he said they haven't been through dick as much. Right. right. You know, they so, don't have like their baggage so they're, that they're, they're coming yeah. in. Going. Their value is scarce. He says when it's scarce, it has value. So everything that's scarce is value. Then it's also for the man, brother. So if you're scarce, it's also value to the woman. Mm-hmm. So it's got to go both ways. That's what I said. Yeah. You and know. that's what I said to that response is yeah. if you want to value scarcity and body count and say you want, but then you have to risk. We have, have to no choice. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, we have to acknowledge that it's also this way. Yeah. Now, a lot of men will think that's an unpopular belief. You know, I'm a man and this and that and stuff. I get it. I get it. But it's not the way that it should be. I don't, yeah. yeah. So I mean, do you I think, think, do you think if a guy fucks around a lot in his 20s and got a lot of pussy that yeah. he has a better Jesus. chance, he has a better chance of being loyal in the future? Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the it's the other ones you should worry about. The it's ones the, who, who date their high school sweethearts and marry them. Correct. That's what happened mm. with my aunt. He correct. fucked the, the secretary. Correct. Because <laughs> when, when the opportunity comes up, you're gonna say, "Oh my God, she's so sexy. She's so hot." We can't. Right, because it's we're all, human beings. She's yeah. all you've ever known. So, like, when a new woman comes in the thing, you're gonna lose it. You're gonna go for it. But when you, it's I, I always use this example. It's like when you're fighting. I took karate for for a long time, and and when you're fighting, <laughs> what else you know? <laughs> What have you not done? Should I have added karate? Uh, there were so many things I could have added in the intro. Tennis, karate, <laughs> tennis star. <laughs> No, but actually, my 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 it was it was I took some kung fu. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you want to shout her out? Yeah, shout out the teacher. Shout out, Mr. Lee. I'm not joking. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Lee used to beat me up. 
Okay, wait. It was, it was, okay. oh my God, is this a it was, it was, you know, it was child abuse. <laughs> I was 15. Okay, I'm not laughing. Whoa. It was, it was a private, like it was a private lesson with Mr. Lee. But this is something really, yeah. Uh, and he would, no, 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 he didn't do it, molest me or something. He would beat me up. Like he would just go, he would, he would, he would say, defend yourself. And he would kick, punch, but really hard. I told my parents. Oh my I said, God. I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting hurt. They're like, like coming back. Mom, you're paying me to get back in. It was, it was really bad. But my point is, I always use this as an analogy. When, when, a, when a fighter sees a punch coming at him, it's different than when a normal person sees a punch. The normal person won't see a punch coming at him. Mm-hmm. But when a fighter sees it, he just does this. It's just like a t- quick tap. He knows he could see the shoulder. He, he knows what to look for. He's seen a punch come a million times. Right. Same thing with a guy who's, like, who's had a lot of girls. Right. He's seen it come a lot. So he knows, okay, she's sexy. Fuck, I would love to. But I'm going to go... And, and and the biggest fuck boy DM me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's it. Fuck boys, DM her. There you go. But now you're what set. What I think is interesting it's is true though. It's true. Keep that in mind. What I think is interesting that's what is, I thought is your, I was interested. I was interested yeah, to hear I've your point about of view that in the past. Yeah. But I think it's widely thought that on the other end, yeah. that women mm. who sleep around a lot are less loyal. So how does that work now? Because now yeah. we're saying, and and look, I agree with the idea that that's men true, who though. fuck around a lot. That's true are likely to be more loyal when they're in a relationship because they've seen it. They're not like hungry for opportunity. But wouldn't right. that be the same thing for a woman? It's tricky. What, what we're doing is we're trying to generalize But women, too, it's guys. more like yeah, emotional, whereas like men, I feel like... Totally. It's, so, totally that's true. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> He's like, let's dive right in. No, let's not dive into <laughs> Tate. But he says that cheating for women is different than cheating for men. I would agree with that though. I do agree with that. Yeah. Because for like... Veronica doesn't agree with it. No, I agree. No, I think it's both not cheating, wrong. Not yeah, cheating. Not cheating. Yeah, for sure. Sex, sex for women is different than sex for men. Sex for men, unfortunately, we, we're, we're very visual, right? Mm-hmm. So we see shapes. We see pretty. We see dundab. We see that. Yalla. We're good to go. Yalla Habibi, actually. Okay. Yalla Habibi. Okay. Yalla Habibi. That was the song. It was about that. Um, but when women see, they, they see different things. They see, you know, connection, blah, blah, blah. You know? So... We don't think that way, by the way. And if we do connect with a woman, it's because we're, you know, luckily we emotionally connected or the sex was cool that we were like, oh my God, but I liked her eyes. I liked, you know, there's other things that connect the dots. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, we're generalizing. All these things are are really, you know, they could be that way. Yeah. They could be this way. I realized in time, guys, I swear to God, I realized that men and women are very, very similar. I used to say, oh, women are like that. And women are like, but then I hear some women talk, like some friends of mine. Yeah. Just friends, girlfriends. And I'm like, dude, that's like you're a dude, basically. <laughs> and then so I so I'm confused. Yeah, I, think it's I just, know what you mean. You know, it's just what it is. It's yeah. just everybody's we're human. Yeah. You know, but we can't seem to 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 you know convince everyone that. I mean, everybody, like I was saying, like you don't do, everybody tries to fit everything into boxes and like, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do that. Or like women are this way, men are this way. Yeah. I think there's so many in between. I think, yeah, yes. sure, we could generalize, we could sit yeah. here and say sure. for for set for women, sex is different, but yeah. like there's a lot of women out there that sex is purely physical, they purely see shapes and totally. you know, and, and totally. that's and what it is. And that's what it yeah. is. But but I do think, like, to a certain extent, there are differences. But I truly believe that, like, if you're going to say something for one person, like body count, yeah, you know, like, if it you has value to go scarce, for both. it has to go for both. So if we True. say fucking around might make you more loyal, then the same could be said for a woman. You In know? this day and age, it has to be because yeah. that's what's really happening. I've seen, you know, I've, I've been in the industry and, and, and I've been a, around for a while. And I've, I've noticed the difference between and the shift of 
of Instagram and social media and how it's affecting men and women's relationships mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sex and love. I've seen that all flip. Women today can be alpha too. Mm -hmm. and there's and, and in fact, I see them doing that. Like, oh, I want the best cars. I want to, my girlfriend's like that. Mm -hmm. She wants, like, she's, she's like, I'm, oh, I you see that house? We're buying that house. I'm buying that house. That's for me. I'm, you see that car? I'm like, you're into cars? No. She's like, I'm in a network and she's in a business with all men. Yeah. It's all a man's business. She's in a plant. She's the plant-based CEO. That's mm -hmm. that's her thing. And so she's in like, she's the CEO of a Future of Cheese. I'll just, I'll plug it anyways. I fucking love cheese. Yeah, yeah, oh she, my God. She has a, Shout out to her. A, a vegan brie that's to die for. It's called oh the Future God. of Cheese. Wow. So I love brie, so I'd be so down to try wow. it. Sorry, I'm so, I'm so proud of her. So I'm, I'm trying to promote her thing. But she, she's, she's amazing. <laughs> Shout her out, do it. Yeah, yeah. So Future of Cheese, go get it, futureofcheese.com. She's incredible. Um, and, and the brie is one of a kind and it's made out of cashews. Mm. So there's, and it's doing so well. Wow. She, she sold it for, they sold it for $6 million to, wow. to, to Organic Garage. So, you know, wow. got bought out by Girl them. boss. Yeah, yeah, girl we boss. We love it here. Love yeah, to and she's see the co-founder and she, she has another uh, beauty line, which is vegan as well, called um, Spoil Me Beautiful as well. She's so clever. She's so cool. She's so, you know, anyway, but she's so... Like, oh my God, a, can we hang out with her? Yeah. You have to. When well, you guys we're going to have Toronto, her on next. <laughs> you should have her on next. Perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Please have, have Jen on next. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. She's amazing. Anyway. And my she's point fucking is, hot. She's beautiful. Beautiful, sexy woman. Anyway, she's incredible. Um, but she's like driven like like a like a dude, you know? So I don't know the difference anymore. It's all the same. Well, I think that the problem that people think is that for oh. a woman to be alpha and to take up space that we feel like men usually take up, men feel like it's making me less of a man. But Fair in yeah. reality, let's talk about that. But in yeah. reality, I think it's like being the pretty like it's like look. You could be pretty. Somebody prettier walks in. It doesn't make you less pretty. Right, right. You got what I'm saying? Right. It's the same thing with taking up space, being, let's say, alpha, yeah, having but these I, masculine I, qualities. Yeah. Just because I can be successful at a CEO and love cars and love yeah. houses, things yeah. that genuinely women yeah. aren't known to like, doesn't make you any less of a man. Yeah. I'm not yeah. taking away. I think it's not something that has to do with like, financially all the time yeah. sometimes it's like right. something they're lacking that's because like you can be making more money than your than your man but like you're there like you're my protector Ooh. like you yes. make them feel like that and then yes. it's all of a sudden they'll always still feel empowered yeah. the trick is you always still have to make men feel like they're making decisions yes, even if they're not you, you said the right thing and i was exactly gonna yeah to, to, to your point they just want to feel like they're making the decision but the woman is always behind it all yeah you know what but my my girlfriend always even though she's in that position in a power position like that and she's you know she's feeling that alpha movement you know she still she loves it when i take control she yeah. loves it when i'm it's like i can be a woman with you yeah mm -hmm. you know well well in my work i have to be da, 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 da. but with you i feel like you're you, you know you, i trust your decisions i you, you made successful yeah. moves you're you know she feels like oh i can be with this man and, and feel like a woman too mm -hmm. so so for those out there because i know there's a struggle there's a push and pull between you know men and women losing their identity in 2022 mm -hmm. you know where women are men are becoming less alpha and more beta and women are becoming more alpha and less you know what i'm saying there is still a role where it fits as well mm -hmm. like i'm i'm happy with it you know i'm proud of her for doing what it is i'm not less of a man i'm stronger of a man because i know that i'm supporting an amazing woman yeah but at this end of the day she still gives me that feel yeah she makes me i know what you're saying because it does feel nice to feel like i'm you know 
I'm, you know, in control. It, it it feels good as a man, man. We just yeah. This is what we do. We're providers and protectors. You understand? Right. I want to protect you. I, it's just my need, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a that's a biological need. So I think we have to keep that in mind. But it doesn't mean she can't be the best businesswoman in her life and and achieve right. all her dreams. Yeah, because true masculinity comes out of other things. It's not about how nice your car is, how much money you make. That's not masculinity. No. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't have anything no. to do with masculinity. No. You know, it's, it's it's attractive because it means you've put your mind to it and you've yeah. achieved some things and you can give you can give our family a better life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it, it's not true masculinity. No, it's not because because push comes to shove when you guys are married 5 years and she's annoyed at his his yeah. loserish ways or whatever, it, that doesn't matter. Exactly. You know, it's the mannerisms, it's the way you treat me, it's how you treat me with respect, Carl. Yeah. It's the way, you know, there's many how you treat your mom, it's how you treat your brother, how you treat business. It's the same thing with loyalty and how like a high value man just because he has certain things doesn't make him a high value man. Zero. When he's uh, unloyal, you know, it's when the he's same a douchebag. Yeah. When he's an asshole, fuck yeah. you. Like no, absolutely, and 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 men will attest to that too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, we gotta we gotta respect. Trust me, there's guys out there who've got more money than me that we know that I'm. You know, and I don't respect them. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking respect them one bit. There's someone who has less money than me. I respect big time. It depends on your character and your. So respect doesn't come from the money for sure. Not you know, it comes from your character and who you are. Interesting. Yeah. I have a question for you. You're like, well, yeah, I'm on He's your like, podcast. I've been answering, I've been answering all answering. of them. I love, I love Ver- Veronica. Is the best. She's asked me twenty thousand questions. By the way, you have to do a blooper. I have a question for you. Another yeah, question no, for you. I've got a question have a for question you. He's like, I'm fucking here for a reason. <laughs> um, so you know, what would you say is the one thing that you really value in a woman? And I know we said you don't choose favorites, mm-hmm. but now obviously you're at a point in your life where you, you know, you're in a serious relationship and it could be something that's in the relationship you're in right now, or just something in general mm. that really piques your interest when somebody has that, like mm. you, you need them to have this certain mm. quality. Okay. There's many, there's several. Okay. Um, top one three. Off the top I know of- we spoke about having drive and passion. Yeah. So that's definitely yeah, one drive and passion. Very, very important, actually mm-hmm. extremely important. Because you want to be able to do your life too, mm-hmm. and not her of her constantly, you know, on each other's things. Um, another one would be, I love, I love good heartedness and thoughtfulness mm-hmm. and 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 care for others. You know, mm-hmm. I really like that trait. It's you know? the Canadian in him. Yeah, like I don't want a bitch. You know what I mean? At the yeah. end of the day, someone who's an asshole. You know, I'm not talking about just girls. Like yeah. nobody wants that. You know, someone who's caring and thoughtful because. I want you to be caring to my to my feelings too, to my needs. Mm-hmm. I'm, look, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm strong in my business, strong with my 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 team, but at the end of the day, we're all human beings mm-hmm. and we can, you know, break down sometimes and life is tough and we mm-hmm. you know, we have to have our moments and you want someone who doesn't just step all over you. Yeah. So I think being being tactful and sweet with others, not just you, it's a good good sign. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, in your career, has there ever been a moment where like someone kind of fucked you over and you were like I learned my lesson. Yeah. He was a very good friend of mine. And I've known him for 10 years. We did business together. I'm not going to name the company. Um, but he was the director of that company. And he was getting me to perform. And he, you know, I said, okay, no problem. I'll come out and open up for Pitbull. And um, they had they had they'd done a deal with me. The contract was signed for me, for my, my share. But the Pitbull thing went really south on something. Uh, I guess there was a middleman in, in America... And then it didn't, it just, they, they owed him $500,000, whatever it was. And they needed, 
they, they paid him 400 but it didn't go to him so they were like if we're not coming to Dubai unless you pay us another 100,000 or 130,000 dollars whatever it was and so when I landed he picked me up and I don't know if there was a trick or not or how he did it because he Ponzi schemed me or whatever but it was my boy so he's like dude I need 100,000 dollars US you know to be transferred to Pitbull to, to the thing I said okay what do you what do you do you can we if, if you want that I could send the money but like can you get a contract signed mm -hmm. so we had a contract signed um, just to pay me back after the weekend after they got everything because something fucked up with his uh, it was the middleman that kind of screwed up mm -hmm. and that took the money and held it in escrow and I guess the supposedly the IRS held his money so he couldn't pay Pitbull and Pitbull said I wouldn't come to Dubai unless I got all the got money got it right something like that um, bottom line is I I wired them I called my bank and I, and I spoke to the vice president I said listen I gotta send a hundred thousand wire hundred US you know to uh, to this da 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 they're like Carl you got to be at least here physically to sign. I don't know if, it, mm -hmm. if someone's holding something against you. I'm like, do it now. It's very important. So I got to the highest level and I said, do it now because they needed it. And yeah. that's my boy. So I, I, I wired him $100,000. Never saw it ever again. Wow. I went to court. Nothing came out of it. I spent another 25 grand, just lawyers and lawyers and fees. And to this day, I think he's probably still working in the business over there. I'd love to shout him out. I'd love that. That would be a real <laughs> shout out. I wish people could cancel him, but I don't want to do that. You know, I moved on from that mm -hmm. and uh, it is what it is. So yeah, there you go. That answers your okay, question. Okay. And now has there ever been a celebrity you were like obsessed with growing up that you met and you were like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my life. I just met them or hooked up with them. <laughs> you <up>. know, <laughs> um, drop yeah. the names. Uh, so, so cool stories. Many, by the way, many, many. Cool Did you meet stories. Britney Spears? Did I meet Britney? I don't no, think you no, 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 I didn't, that. I didn't, no, no, I'll tell you why. I, I didn't meet her, but she signed. I was dating her backup vocalist oh. for a long time. So she gave that. That's why I was, I was, I was unsure because she signed, she, she signed a, a, a nice little thing, like a little card saying happy birthday, Carl. So it was really cute that I got that. Yeah. Um, but I've met so many people. So obviously I went on tour with Akon, Sean Kingston, um, Lauren Hill, Mary J. Blige, you name it. I've, I've toured with everybody under the sun. And, um, but I did meet Mel B from the Spice Girls in LA one time. And we kind of connected at a club. I, I, we didn't do anything. I don't, <laughs> I, I, we were, no, no, we were just like talking and just having a, a good vibing. And we stayed in contact for a little bit from what I remember. Um, another cool thing was Kim K. So Kim Kardashian. And, oh my God. And, let's talk about Kim K. Yeah, Kim K. So she, we were at the, we were at Much Music Video Music Awards. Um, it was at the height of Africa. Big record, Carl Wolf number one. I was number one on Billboard. And so we were in my booth. And then she came in with, with a, was it, was it, who she was Chris dating? Chris Humphrey? No, she was dating a, a football player at the time. Um, gosh, I can't remember his name. My manager would know. Anyway, so she came in. Um, I was like, whoa, damn. You know, she was hot and like every curse. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I'll tell you something, that wasn't plastic. Like I know, I know some people, mm -hmm. maybe now it is, maybe now it's, she says no, right? But like. It is, it is. I, but back I, then, I know. And she doesn't call it that because it's a BBL and technically when you take fat and you transfer it, it's still oh, your fat. because I did feel it, it was, it was soft. Like she, it's because it's still she, your fat, so it's a I didn't feel no, no. no, because she walked by. Like it You're was like, like what it whoa. is is it's not it's not implants. So essentially, you could say it's yours because yeah. it just moved around fat. So it's yeah, yeah it's a, it's yours. Yeah, but it's been moved around. But right. one of the weirdest the weirdest story was that night. Okay, so Kim Kardashian, uh, someone else, someone else, and it was me. I was in. They were sort of in my booth. Like my booth was here, and then there was the their booth here. 
Um, and I was sitting here and Lady Gaga just came wow. right here in front of my face. I'm like, hello. And she sat next to me, literally next to me. Were you freaking out? I was freaking out. She I wouldn't even breathe. She had her shades on. And I was like, I, I looked at my manager. I'm like, and he's like, yeah, Lady Gaga. I'm like, what's she sitting next to me for? <laughs> literally, there's nobody next to me. Like space, 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 space sat next to me. And I looked at her like this. I'm like, hi. And then, hi, you know? And then she's like, oh, hi. I'm like, how are you? Nice You're like, what is you. it? I'm, I'm Carl. She's like, oh yeah, nice to meet you. And she started talking to me, just went off. And I'm like, and then her manager, I think, wanted to stop her from talking to me or something. Um, so we just had a fucking chat for like half an hour. She seems like amazing. She's yeah. amazing. She had her shades and I, I don't know if she, she's like, oh, I love you and I love it. What I'm like, me? Like, you know my stuff? You're like, I was weirded out. So that was that. Another interesting meeting was Justin Bieber mm. backstage at, so it was me, Akon, Pitbull um, at the, gosh, I think it was Summer Rush in Toronto. Backstage, young Justin Bieber, just uh, signed with Usher, new, and then I had my broken leg at the time, and then I was performing, but backstage when I was doing sound check, he came up to me and he was like, yo, Carl, I was a kid. He was like, yo, Carl, oh my God, because he's Canadian, right? Yeah, so he knew right, Africa, right, right, yeah. he knew all the songs, right? He was like, yo, Carl, can we take pictures? Can I take more pictures? I'm like, okay, no problem. He's like, he took a selfie with his like, it was like a, oh, one of those, one of those Polaroids. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can I do one more, one more, one more? I'm like, okay. He bugged me like four times. Not bugged me. <laughs> Justin, you never bugged me. <laughs> you know? So he was asking me for pictures constantly, constantly. Like, a cute kid. You know, I was like, man, I'm proud of you. You know, for what? And we took a bunch of pictures. Um, and that's it. That was that was the the last time I the next time I saw him was at the Much Music Video Awards. And then he was just like, he nodded and, and just walked off, you know. So wow. it was never, never the same excitement, mm -hmm. you know, but that was one of my cool moments with Justin Bieber, JB. Big JB. We love the Canadian yeah. uh, successful people. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have a last question about, you know, famous people and celebrities yeah. and stuff like that. Do you feel like being in that space, you've learned something that maybe people on the outside don't know? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be about mm -hmm. like personalities or what it takes to get there yeah. or just like how people are. Okay. Is, is there like a lesson wow. that you kind of like... Beautiful. I love this, this, this question. So everything is a fight and a struggle. Everything, everything you do... Everyone's going to kind of defy it. You have to be sort of a warrior. This industry, in this music industry, and probably in any, because I don't mm -hmm. know anything else but my experiences, mm -hmm. but with music industry, nobody, put it this way, nobody really knows who you are deep inside, but you do. You know the fire. You know that you can accomplish it. You could see the vision, and you have to almost just plow through constantly you know you can't listen to too much of the negativity you know the negative stuff is going to happen i've had that in my career since i started when i released africa even when it was a hit people would say you're one hit wonder they were never relentless on they were they were, they were relentless on me mm -hmm. it was always oh one hit wonder you suck uh go back to where you came from you know it was always negative and even till this day, if I want to release something, it's like, oh, you know, but what has Carl done recently? You know, can we play it? You know, I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? With everything, I've got 13 fucking awards. I've got 20 platinum and gold records. At what point are you going to say, okay, no problem. Let's, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Never. It's a constant battle. And I bet you, and I bet you, I would argue some major artists like Drake or whatever, sometimes also have, 
you know, a fight against them. I'm not, maybe not at that position. I'm sure you can run the world at that point, you know, because they're the top of the top. But other than that, being the number one top spot, you're always going to be having, you know, people fight against you for some shit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's gotten less and less, but it's still there. It's still there and it bothers me. You know, it's like, so, but it gives me the fire to prove it, you know? For sure. Yeah. yeah. So that, always have that fight in you because you're going to, I guess one thing we can come out of this is action is everything. Mm -hmm. If you do, and don't be scared. Remember, fortune favors the brave. When you're brave, you're going to do shit that you want and you're going to sometimes lose. There's a lot of losing, right? There's, there's some sayings out there that you're going to lose 99% of the time. But guess mm -hmm. what? When you have that one fucking hit, Africa was huge for me. Mm -hmm. That brought millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's still, pay, it's still, it's the gift that keeps on giving, you know, it, it plays all over the world. Now we're releasing the remix. I'm so blessed to be able to have that. But I, I kind of envisioned my life performing for thousands of people. I, I, I had that vision as a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it me who made that success happen? Reality? Or was it that I'm really special? I doubt it's the second one. I think it's just, I think it's consistency mixed with talent is a recipe for just success. Yeah. When the stars align. Yeah. But you got to be constantly But the stars on it. didn't even align for you. No. That's what I'm saying. Like It, it could have not it, if I didn't continue. Yeah. 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 And that's that's the thing. It's like the stars don't always align. Yeah. You fucking force them to align. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like sometimes, you just keep going yeah, until they people do. People will look at someone else and be like, but I'm so much, like I know I'm so much better than let's say for example, this artist, like my music is so amazing. There's nothing wrong to say that, by the way. That's There's cool. There's absolutely that's good to nothing say wrong to yeah, say that. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, how consistent are you? Because at the end of the day, the people who win aren't always the most talented. It's, mm -hmm. did you pull through, yeah. right? And that's what will make people bitter a lot of the times. Correct. It's like, I know I deserve this, but what are you doing to get there? It's the same yeah. way people look at, you know, an artist and say, oh yeah, I could paint that. Or yeah, I can make sure. this song. Oh yeah, I, sure. I'm sure I could Even do that. Even us. But you're not. Yeah. That's, you know, people look at our podcast. People look say, at our podcast I want like, to. Why, why would you listen to these sugar baby yeah. girls yeah. who don't know anything? Oh, but I'm people sure. all think, a lot and of I'm people- do you? know how much work we put that's into it, this that's it that's it that's it but everyone thinks that but they could do it yeah but people who work and who do this kind of life mm -hmm. understand what it takes that's yeah. why i give you guys respect for doing what you do mm -hmm. and drake anybody who's made i always use drake as an example because he's really a, a freaking genius and pioneer mm -hmm. in his right like he's mm -hmm. Started from, from the bottom, the grassy from the grassy, you know, exactly. Crazy. And, you know, obviously some people say, you know, he was, he was always w well off or whatever. Good for you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He took, he took, let's say what his family had maybe $500,000, you know, to their name. Now he's got, he's almost a billionaire. Yeah. Okay. Or he is, you know, come on. So you guys are doing great. I say, keep it up and keep killing it. And by the way, one more thing, I'll leave you guys with one yes. more thing. This is something I always, I always use for me mm -hmm. and I, I try to give some, you know, some advice on this because I've, I've reached that point sometimes and I knew what it felt like. It's like, think about like a wall right here, right? Mm -hmm. or, or a wall pop. with a frame or just, just yeah, a, yeah. a wall with a, a frame with, that, keeps <laughs> that keeps on hitting my arm. So, because uh, uh, everything is like, you, everyone's got their dream and they're, and they're where they think that they want to be. Mm -hmm. So it's always sort of think about it as a ceiling if you want or a wall. Right. Let's say there's a wall and you want to go past that wall, right? Some people think, the problem is some people don't even realize how far off from success they are, mm -hmm. how close they are. 
And that's kind of how it was even for me. I didn't think I was a guy coming from the Middle East. Nobody gives a fuck about me. Literally, nobody cared about Carl Wolf. I created this. You know, my real name is not Carl Wolf. It's Carl, but it's not Wolf. I changed the name. I changed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a C, but I put a K. It was, and people were laughing at me. My friends were laughing at me. Like it was a whole thing that I conjured up in my head because I had a feeling and I had a vision one day. But there were many obstacles, and. But I always, I'm the type of guy who's always like, okay, I know I can do it. I know this because I've seen it before. I've seen success before. I know what it feels like. It's great. But it happens when you least, not least respected, expected, but when it's not always how you plan it. Mm -hmm. You understand? So like you said with flexibility, but sometimes you're digging, 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 digging. You're mining away. You're mining, chipping away, Mm -hmm. chipping away, chipping away. Success is here. You're chipping away, chipping away. You don't, you can't see it. There's a blocked wall. You're just chipping, chipping, chipping. Some people get tired and they say, fuck it, I'm going. You understand? And you never know that the gold was right fucking there. You just have I'm to the push type, more. I'm the proof that I keep fucking going. That's it. I'm not even talented that much. I mean, I'm okay. But like, okay, I'm <laughs> Humble, good. humble. I'm good. I'm good. But my point is, fucking just keep pounding at your love. Keep pounding at the thing you want. You're inevitably going to get there because why? We're only human beings. That means everybody in a position of control or a position of power is a person that can get inspired by you. You got to remember that. It's yeah. not just an industry. It's a human that's saying, and, and there's human beings that's saying, oh my God, did you hear about Carl? Did you hear about the Chemical X podcast? Did you hear about, they're human. They, they gossip, they talk, they look, they see, they com- compete, they do all these things. It's not a, a, an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. that in mind. So Never stop. Never stop. And that's the thing. People stop. They stop when they're right there. But the reality is no matter like how long it takes because everybody's wall is a little thicker than others, you know, like not every wall is the same thickness. But if you don't ever stop at some point, you will get past it. You know, mm-hmm. it might totally. happen earlier, it might happen later, but you just have to never give up. And it's that's a, and what I everything believe. happens for a reason. Yeah, that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. That's where, you know okay, I worked years and years, 10 years, 10 years, whatever, and then Africa hit. And it was like number one everywhere. I was like, what the hell? Because before that, people think it was just my single that it wasn't. I've had other singles. Mm-hmm. I was trying, trying, trying. Number 40, number 42, number 30, number 39. Okay, Carl Wolf is never going to make it. Carl Wolf sucks. You know, oh, you're, you know, I, I heard all, I heard everything under the sun. Yeah. You never, you know, he's not a star. He's not, a, you know, I, well, I had all the things from managers, from real people, you know, who, who today I see them at the Junos and they look at me and they're like, Carl, man, you killed it. You did it. I'm like, that's what it takes, man. It just mm-hmm. takes to say, fuck you, I'm doing this. Because the respect will come from that. You understand? And the more with res- and and not only that, respect, and you'll have that cachet. Mm-hmm. You you have all this experience. So now people are listening to you as an expert, you know? Yeah. It's really cool. Who was your motivation growing up? Wow. Well, I loved Michael Jackson. That was my inspiration. As, a, as an artist, Michael Jackson was amazing. He would, he would be on, in control of his music videos. He was, he was a dreamer. He was, you know, so I loved him from that side. Um, obviously, Quincy Jones, I met with him. Amazing. So I, we have a friend in common. So we met in Dubai. We had an amazing dinner with him, Saida Garrett, who wrote Man in the Mirror for Michael Jackson. Wow. Um, stop. <laughs> amazing. And Bruce Sweetin. Bruce Sweetin was the guy who mixed Billie Jean for Michael Jackson. Billie Jean, oh, come on, you guys. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So he, he passed away now. But we had dinner with one of my boys and Will I Am. Will I Am, too. So all these people are, are huge inspirations for me because they advised me on something really cool shit. Bruce Sweden told me how to mix songs. Like he told me, just think of broadcast. Don't think of playing a song to your friends. Think of how it's gonna sound when it's 
on a small speaker. Just think about how it sounds on a radio. Mm-hmm. You know how it comes across. You know, sorry. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And what's funny is that you never know where life will take you. Like I never eight years ago would have that I would have a podcast that I would be having you as a guest on my podcast. Oh my so if that's any, you know, Sign. reason to just always be open to new opportunities, always be open and never... And be nice to be everyone. Nice. Yes. Yeah, like yes. be open. Like yes. I'm an open person. I'm willing to talk to anybody. Yeah. I'm friendly yeah. with everybody. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, you're also friendly and yeah. look where we are now. That's now you're... Uh, you blessed us with your presence on our podcast i'm so proud to be here i'm so proud of you guys so happy to have you yeah thank you so it's just like guys you never know who's around you you never know where you'll ever end up in life yeah and it might not be where you think you're gonna end up so just live your life with grace keep hitting that wall keep hitting that wall wall. seriously (laughs) live your life with grace and and love and and you know an open mind and flexibility and you can all be carl wolf one day (laughs) especially coming from you know, Canada, obviously, you're not originally from Canada, yeah. but I love seeing people from Canada succeed yeah. because yeah. it just, I guess it's just for me too. I see like I could it's possible. be there. That's, it's possible, yeah. you know, because we feel yeah. like we're a little bit far. We could touch, we could t- like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like the weekend and those guys, right? So, those, so I was signed with that management team, right? So it's amazing to see them do so well. Like shout out, big real shout out to Sal because that guy genius like he, what he's done he's the manager for the weekend and he's like everything that i've seen him do is just awe-inspiring you mm-hmm. know he's lebanese as well he's like me so i feel like and and we i was signed with them for six months and it was such a good vibe you know um to see how to see them kill it like we, mm-hmm. i was just at the weekend concert in the box of course but it was <laughs> incredible i sell out 70 70 000 or 50 000 seats twice it's just amazing and and we were there in the same rooms so Look what's possible. It's really Whoa. inspiring. Anything. Yeah. Anything but I'm, I'm so proud of you. I really think you guys are going to do so well. Keep going. I love this decor. Like, <laughs> Thank you. You guys Thank together you. are really special. So I'm Thank a big you. fan. That's why I'm here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And guys, if you're listening or if you're watching, Car Wolf is going on tour. You said November, December, yeah. all over Canada. So go check out carwolf.com. That's where you can get tickets. And, DIY uh, DIY baby It's a DIY <laughs> tour Do it yourself I'm very excited about the tour um, I haven't been performing In two years From the pandemic You're coming whatever. to Montreal too Coming to Montreal We're gonna come You guys have to come We're Are absolutely coming No it's gonna be uh, Already the Toronto one Is like the, the early bird tickets Are sold out I don't want it to say sold out Because then people Don't go out Yeah You know The early bird tickets Are sold out We still have Some VIP stuff coming up But it's 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 just Doing so well I'm so happy Is your girl gonna be in town when she's gonna be, I think Beautiful. she's gonna come Beautiful She's coming on the podcast <laughs> Absolutely Perfect Perfect Okay well we're Thank so excited so Thank yeah. you so much for Thank coming you. on And uh Yalla habibi Yeah